0: City. To all of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. I am Keith O'Neill-Smith and you are listening to the Podland Trailcasters. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful first weekend of August. We certainly have been and we kicked it off with another group discussion right before the weekend started. Unfortunately, Ty had a last minute distraction at work, but I was joined by Ryan Whitledge of the Blazer Tag Podcast, Michael Weisenberg from Weisland, Cassidy Gemmet of Blazer's Edge, blazers collector steve davies as well as blazers fan overall basketball nerd and trailcasters listener which makes him generally just a genius justin schramer we had a long discussion and covered a whole lot of topics but just to be fair to you guys Uh, For about the first half hour or so, we were not focused on Blazers. We talked bigger issues in the world. We talked about Lou Williams, uh, Kendrick Perkins, and players speaking out and whether or not they are using their platforms responsibly. We talked about a lot of issues around social justice and just bigger things than basketball. Uh, If that's not for you, fine. So be it. uh, To each their own. Just skip ahead uh, past the first half hour. But... If this is something that matters to you like it does to me, give it a listen. Perhaps it will help you feel more comfortable being engaged going forward or just know how to talk about it with, uh, with your friends in the future. After that first half hour, though, we did get to a lot of Blazers talk. We talked about NERC, uh his return, reactions to his performance, faith in the small forward rotation, crossover between basketball and dancing, protest jerseys, discrepancies in the WNBA, the future of the NBA and whether or not it will involve bubbles, Will the next season involve fans or will the 2021 season involve fans? Can sports be ransom for a better society and even touched on NBA expansion and asterisk tattoos? So hopefully that gives you a taste. Now you're excited. Without further ado, let's get to the show.
1: Yeah. Hello. Anybody? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and the fuzz will give us a warning that you're about ready to jump in and tell us we're all idiots. <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unplug my headphones so I can hear you guys from the distance, but then that stopped the recording on. <laughs> I
2: accidentally hit pause instead of mute on my mic in that last five oh. minutes span. So then when okay. I finally hit play again, my shit's <laughs> gonna be off.
0: That's alright. So, no, I. Send you know me your what? files. Have, uh, have if, fun
2: editing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so yeah, I I think that'll do it. And uh, and again, thanks guys for working with us on this. I appreciate it all. I uh, appreciate you all. Let's uh, let's get rolling. All right, welcome back to round two of the Trailcasters group chat. Uh, here the the night before Blazers open the, their return, and I guess the NBA is officially on. We're all watching in the background the closing quarter of. Uh, uh, I'm already forgetting. Pelicans, and Jazz. Pelicans and Jazz. There we go. Uh, Ryan, did you just have a score update for us?
2: Yeah, 318 left in the fourth quarter, and the Jazz are up 98-97.
0: Yes! There we go! That's what I'm talking about! Okay, we will get back to that. First things first, though, let's go around the circle here. I want to introduce everybody that's with us tonight. Uh, Shout out to Ty. He is not able to make it at the last minute. His uh, coffee shop has a blown pipe. I hope it's a water pipe, not anything nastier than that. Uh, just you know, for his own sake, and it's a hot day. A water pipe wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. At least, maybe a little refreshing. Uh, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that a, is that a good excuse? Do we believe Ty that he had a busted pipe as, at his coffee shop, or is this just a you did not want to talk with us tonight?
3: I believe, a, yeah, I believe it. Sorry, uh, Ty.
2: No. <laughs> okay. I'm the con- I'm the conspiracy theorist. It's a total lie.
0: <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. we got lots to talk about with conspiracy theories later, too. We'll get to that. Uh, so, from the Blazers What Pod, we have Cassidy Gemmett coming in here tonight. How are you?
4: I am pretty good. How are y'all doing?
0: Very good. I'm good myself. I, how are we? She asked you to guys, too. How is everybody?
2: three well. Great. Ask me, in three, <laughs> ask me in three minutes and 18 seconds okay well, <laughs> of game time. setting
0: the timer now uh second up we've got from the blazer tag podcast witty ryan whitledge what's up buddy
2: uh not a lot just uh chilling out watching the opening uh opening night of the nba well oh uh, op- does it still count as opening night seeing as that it's still the same season
0: opening return night i'm uh, some, something like that There we go. O- opening night 2.0 Two uh, <laughs> one point five, maybe because okay. it's still the same <laughs> season again yeah. uh formerly of Nba draft.net is that right and now uh from yes, the, now from the Viseland pod with his brother uh Jason is that right that is right okay I'm two for two uh, the Viseland podcast with his bro- uh, brother Jason Weisberg Michael Weisenberg Mikey V hi how, y- how are you man
1: <laughs> doing very well Keith thanks for having me on also write for um, a website called pro insight we're, we're doing a, a bunch of q a series with some rising basketball prospects but yeah just want to shout out the Vizland podcast hey! and thank you so much for having me on
0: yeah dude absolutely um let me go back here real quick too because i want to be fair uh i did ask to make sure that i had all you guys covered as far as the intros and my my bad mikey i didn't remember that one but also i forgot for Cass, oh, you. Casa uh, is uh, is claiming titles of mascot aficionado uh, and mm-hmm. a campaigner for WNBA to the PDX, which I am fully on board with. Ooh, I would love to hear the WNBA bring back the fire. Bring back the fire. Have you guys seen Jamie's uh, three-part series that she just did? Jamie Hudson's?
2: Yeah, I saw that. Watch that when it popped, came out.
0: Shout out to her, man. Yeah, <gasps> It was awesome. But yeah, uh, so yeah, th- uh, thank you for throwing that one in there, Mikey. Appreciate that. Going further around the circle here, we have the Blazer Collector of Blazer Collectors, Steve Davies. What's up, man?
5: Hey guys, how you doing? Good to see you,
0: Keith. Good to see you as well. Uh, you had, a, in, in case anyone is not aware, he had a great kind of, would you call it an auction? Uh, kind of a giveaway of some of your Blazers memorabilia earlier this summer. Uh, I picked up a wonderful book and posters. I know a lot of other people are very happy with their stuff, but uh, thank you for that, man. It was a, a very cool experience when we were all kind of so isolated.
5: Uh, we had a great time doing it. We went through posters going back to the first year. I've uh, had about 275 posters we put up on the market, sent Sweet. out really all across the country, ended up uh, donating $850 from that sale to uh, Salem Friends of Felines down here where I live, and we'll nice. be doing more. That's what I've been working on waiting for the restart is the new collectibles.
0: That's fantastic, man. That's awesome. Uh, on last, last but not least, the punk rock bassist and D and D dungeon master, as he as he uh, he is getting back to in the the spare time here. And I gotta say, Justin, I'm so jealous of that because I have some friends that have been doing D and D, and I miss it, man. I I've uh, that would be a great way to kind of connect with people right now. So how how's that
3: going? I'm bringing the blazer nerd perspective there. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I don't know. I it was just like a fun thing to do with my friends, you know. Tell furloughed me from work and in the pandemic, you know, just staying at home. And um, we do an online site and it's pretty fun. What do you do for work? Uh, I'm currently furloughed at the time, but um, I'm a restaurant employee. Nice, nice. Yes. In well,
0: well, good luck. I hope everything goes well getting back into that. It is it is certainly a mess with all the stuff going on. Uh, for sure. Before we move be towards worse. that. It certainly could, yeah. A lot of people uh, have it worse, and it's good to respect that. Let me ask about before we get further into that stuff. In D and D, tell me you have at least some sort of Blazers or Rip City reference in there somewhere. Like I, I used to always name oh. one of my towns Rip City or something like that.
3: Oh my god! But I no, but I'm going to. And yes. I play with uh, at least two other Blazer fans. So. Nice. So that's easy. It's an easy You'll sell. I totally get you got it. this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, so, I thought Ryan was hating on D&D down in the other corner of the video screen, but I look up the at the TV and I see that Utah and the Pelicans are now tied up with a minute and a half to go. We are yeah. like live broadcasting this for people that are not going to hear this until tomorrow at some point. Yeah, uh, so That's always handy.
2: No, no. I would never disrespect the D&D thing. Uh, I tried doing <laughs> the, uh, the Game Master thing before, and oh my god, I gave up about like seven <laughs> pages into my story because I completely forgot where I wanted to go with it. So... <laughs> I I just play. I don't I don't try to run any games.
0: It was definitely like Monopoly sometimes where if you didn't have the focus, it was just like you'd play for hours and hours and like everyone just walks away at some point.
3: It's it's definitely, you know, great that got nothing else going on.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah it's, what,
3: it's good for this time.
0: <laughs> and what should be a shock to
2: no one, my character always somehow ended up in the uh, local tavern drunk or in jail.
0: Imagine tavern that. It seemed like <laughs> real to life, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about real-to-life, though. Before we get too deep into basketball, I do want to hit on uh, the more important issues because, again, I mentioned this last week. It's still strange to me right now. As much as I've missed basketball and here we are on the return of the NBA, on the on the eve of the return of the Blazers, you can't not be excited as a Blazer fan. But I also it, – it's it's weird and I'm, I'm divided with just feeling like there are bigger issues, more important things going on in the world uh, that need our focus, need our time, need our energy. Uh, so – just like last week, I will be putting some links in the episode description here as far as places you can uh, give your time or your uh, your service. I'm uh, oh, sorry, I said the wrong. Places you can give your time or your money, either one. Some people can get down there and volunteer uh, and other people have financial resources that they can give instead. Whatever works for you, I'll try and get some resources from uh, from both. Focusing on basketball though, <laughs> as Utah is back up two points with under a minute to go, I'll take that. Uh, we got a couple issues before we get to the Blazers. First things first, let's start with Lou Williams. <laughs> Does anybody else want to talk <laughs> about this? <laughs> I'm not even here to hate either. Uh, okay, so for anyone that is not fully in the know, uh, for the listeners, Lou Will had a an excused uh, absence from the bubble. He was allowed to leave for a family affair. I believe funeral. it was a family, uh, family or friend funeral or memorial. I don't know all the, all the details of it, but absolutely okay with that. No problem there. Then uh, you have a, a local musician, local rapper, put on social media a picture with Lou Williams uh, at a strip club, and so then he's kind of called out for like, hey, what are you doing over there? If you were here out there for a memorial, why, why are you out kind of exposing yourself to other things? And then the rapper, of course, backtracks quickly. oh, it's an older picture, I'm just uh, reminiscing. But of course, Lou Will had the NBA quarantine bubble mask on, so it's not an older picture, it's just a really bad lie. Uh, <laughs> But they kind of got caught on that. And then this is where it gets complicated. Some people have called this out for like, oh, how dare he go to a strip club? Other people have kind of more rightly, in my opinion, pointed out it's not about the strip club. It's about exposure. Uh, The same way that Alex Caruso wanted to go to his sister's wedding and uh, was told if you do that, you're going to have to go into quarantine. Lou Willow's given the same amount of time for, hey, you expose yourself. You're going to have to quarantine for that long. Ends up that means he might have to miss the first, what, two games? Is that what I heard? Yeah, he's missing the first two. So that's not the worst thing in the world, really. All things considered, uh, my question to you guys: Should there be any kind of concern or offense? Like, where do you guys stand on this? I not on the strip club thing, because again, that's not the issue. Just the idea that he went and exposed himself unnecessarily in in a situation where you're trying to limit exposure. That's the whole reason we have a bubble set up. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? No,
1: I, uh, I don't think you're crazy at all. See, I, I just yeah, I, I, I'm with you, and um, I. Uh, don't understand why people are kind of going out and doing these types of things during this whole, like who's going to be seeing people anyway. You're just trying to right. limit exposure as much as possible. It, he got caught red handed. Like that. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. And all, all the and claims like about, oh, it was for the, the chicken.
4: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> the Magic stone. city
0: chicken <laughs> is good. <laughs> I'm sure. Cass, she's sure. been there.
4: I have been to Atlanta many a time, and I've eaten uh, takeout from Magic City, and it's really? good okay. chicken. So, so we I have a first high-end for
0: Trailcasters. Okay. Yeah.
4: I mean, it's a different world in Atlanta. I mean, that's just like, you <laughs> get your chicken at Magic City. It's did, a thing.
2: Did you have Lou Williams, his, his uh, Lou Will lemon pepper sauce wings on <laughs> there? didn't.
0: Yeah, that sounds good, man. That's
2: so a delicious I guess I messed up. But.
3: So I guess my <laughs> question- Dame is Dame had on his birthday, lemon pepper wings?
2: Oh, maybe Lou Will got the hook up there.
3: Now, where where up did they there. really come from, though? Oh, uh,
2: I, I guess my question <laughs> with it, is there the out, as much of an outrage behind it if uh, there had been a picture of him at an olive garden because he really liked the breadsticks?
0: Okay, so that's kind of what I was getting to earlier with the trying to say I was making the comparison to Alex Caruso. Yeah, dude, it's, it's got to be the same. I do believe it would be the same thing because they're, they're talking about a wedding being the same punishment as the strip club. It's not about the strip club, but it, it is funny how so much of social media and kind of the, the the culture around the league got caught up on that. Kind of like, oh, hey, he's he's going to the strip club in his spare time as if that was the issue. Uh, no, man, I, I, I do think the problem is the exposure. I think it's about you're trying to be smart here. You're trying to be... Uh, it, how we see other sports, we see the NFL uh, and numerous other leagues having trouble. NFL and MLB are the big uh-huh. ones that come to mind having trouble coming back at all because they can't establish a real bubble. The NBA has established a real bubble, but it's not going to be worth much if you have people just disrespecting it, disregarding it like that.
2: I, I guess my why I kind of feel as though I have a different opinion of or than you guys on this.
0: Which you're is, allowed to.
2: It mostly comes from, I mean, my line of work. I'm in construction, so – and I've been – I mean, heck, my, I live in Vancouver, and I've been traveling down to Eugene for the past two months. So, I mean, they're sending me out of state, out of county – Around my job sites, I'm around 200 other guys on a daily basis. So I kind of look at it as that you know there are instances in which you you can't necessarily limit your exposure. And I do understand that Lou Williams could in this circumstance. But as as long as when you're being exposed, if you're taking the proper precautions, like if that picture would have came out and he's not and he's not wearing the NBA mask, sure. Let's roast ah. the guy. Let's roast the guy. Let's give him hell. All that stuff. But I mean, he he's out there. He's wearing the mask. He's you know he probably thought whether or not he was wearing it the whole time or was just like, hey, I should put this on because there's going to be a picture of me. But if you're going to be out in the world, which I do think to some extent, um, kind of like take take notice of your surroundings. Like if I was in Florida, hell no, I'm not leaving my house. But, <laughs> you know, obviously. George is going through the same thing, Texas. No, I'm not walking out the front door. I'm telling my boss to go F off, you know, different parts (laughs) of the country, different situations. But I would say as as long as you're going to go out and you're going to take the precautions, it's kind of like, you know, you got to go to grocery stores, wear a mask, do your part.
0: So so how about this? If if Lou Williams was trying to go to a grocery store, couldn't he have just sent someone else? Like, was there a need to go other than the, the fact that he had wanted to go see his friend at a strip club for the chicken? And I I
4: I am not here for this because I survived COVID. I'm a long hauler and people need to do what they can do. And he could have done better.
6: Yes.
2: I'll agree with Magic City
4: has takeout. (laughs) So why are you inside? (laughs) There
2: you go. Yes, exactly. I, I guess one of the other big issues I have with this was Kendrick Perkins' take of trying to like hold Zion up on some giant pedestal. Because there was no picture. I mean, he's like, you know, Zion handled himself accordingly. He did what he was supposed to do. Really? Do we know that? Maybe Zion just has smarter friends who don't just take pictures people, yeah, of him. Yeah, that don't bring the pictures
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Duke Let's training. also I mean, take everything Kendrick Perkins said with, like, the <laughs> tiny <funniest laughs> <way> to... ah, <laughs> Thank you. I, I thank you. Yeah, like, he definitely yeah. deserves that at this point.
0: Dude, oh my God. Look, I mean, I'm all for... Former players getting on TV and being uh, broadcasters, especially if they have they have insight, they have cool opinions that are gonna you know be worthwhile to fans. But my God, I am so sick of Perkins. I gotta be honest, oh, dude. He's just on honest. there constantly and he doesn't say much. He, he repeats what was just asked of him, and he honestly a lot of his points too. I, I don't. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna sit here, I'm not just burning him down because <laughs> I do think he was right to call out Lou Will for this. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Some of his some of his stuff is crazy. Let's get some more players in there who actually have like some sort of you know some some better insight into what they're saying out loud
1: so okay, I is pretty bad at doing that but go on right there <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I, I got a question for you guys what if you were in Lou will's situation if you were going to make his bad choice what is the food that you would break quarantine for
0: nice one nice question uh, Justin or Steve I haven't heard too much from you guys I want to make sure you're both still alive let's let's get one of you in here
6: I'm
3: there you know you're there for the wings. I don't even it's want to get any wings. collectibles from the strip
5: club. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your food, Steve? Oh God, I'm gonna look for taco time, but it's in Oregon, man. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm definitely gonna find street tacos. If that's
5: street tacos, if, nice.
4: If I,
0: yeah. You know, actually, it. see, you guys are both mentioning tacos too. I used to live down in Phoenix uh, during college, and I had uh, a nice taqueria near my house, man. That I would get go there all the time. Uh, And let's just break from the food talk for a minute to celebrate. Woo! Jazz win. Jazz take down the Pelicans in the first game of the of the NBA restart. Are Are we all happy?
1: (laughs) That is big.
0: Yeah, man.
5: Uh, The the Zion collectibles just took a hit. Come on now. (laughs) 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 I've got to have some backup here, man.
0: Get your damn collectibles out, man. His his stock's going to rise on this one. Yeah, oh, everyone's going to be worried about that. I've
5: got a few tucked away.
0: I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> How about Kyrie? Let, let's talk about some brighter stuff outside the uh, Blazers. So, Final score for the Jazz. I have that, if you guys didn't mention it. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you got up right when we all started celebrating, Ryan. You okay. came back. Oh, just damn, it, kind of... damn it. Damn <laughs>
2: it. All right. I'm happy. The Jazz did their
0: part. <laughs> yes. Uh, Pelicans down one game. That's good for the Blazers. Uh, but so, Thank you, Jazz. Before he moved to the Blazers, though, Kyrie Irving, he has had some crazy ups and downs, right? He went from being kind of the, the rebel breaking away from LeBron. What are you doing crazy to, to get away from the king? You could have a great—just kind of like ride the train here for some rings. He goes to Boston. Then he started talking about Flat Earth. Then he—even uh, this when this bubble was getting going, he kind of, after the whistle, he decided to protest whether, they should they, whether or not they should even be playing games. And after all this crazy stuff, he comes around and now he's donating a million and a half dollars to the WNBA to support the players there who have chosen not to go back, who are protecting themselves from the COVID pandemic. In addition to this, I saw someone note that not only is he donating a million and a half to the WNBA, he has put out something like two hundred fifty thousand dollars towards local schools. He's put something like two hundred thousand dollars burgers, some of these meatless burgers, into the local food bank. He's uh, producing and obviously funding a Brianna Taylor documentary. There was even more beyond that on the list, but seriously... I want to just ask you guys. That's putting your money
3: where your mouth is.
0: Exactly, man. And and I not only that though, but I feel like this goes beyond just repairing an image. You know, it's I don't think it was just a thing where someone said, "Hey, look, Kyrie, you've been crazy. You've been talking about the flat Earth stuff, and you've been being the, like, you, your rebel phase has had enough. We need to do some reparations on the image." I, I think this goes well beyond that. It's not just that kind of thing. He made a point of going out here and doing stuff, and he's not doing it in the spotlight necessarily either. I don't feel like he's in as many headlines as when he was asking, are, like, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't play." We-
3: are we sure that the flat earth stuff was not just him messing with us though? Yes. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> you know, 1, I mean, who really thinks that? <laughs> I have, have just been like, "Oh, you know what I think.
2: I have a documentary for you on Netflix. I have a documentary <laughs> for you on Netflix to watch, sir. There are some okay. real hardcore flat-earthers
0: out there, but Look, like even even if he wasn't joking though, it's okay for people to go through a growth it. period, you know what I mean? They, most of us go through, again, I think they talked about this on Highly Questionable the other day, or they someone had a nice discussion, the idea that a lot of us go through kind of a, a maturation or, or kind of waking up to the world and, and educating ourselves. A lot of us do that in college. Some of these dudes, uh, highly paid athletes, maybe they didn't have that opportunity in college, so they're doing it now. Kyrie, he's, he's a human being, cool. you know? Yeah, I mean, he's have you seen some learning? of the
3: other opinions out there?
0: Right. OK, so that's actually a, a good a good jump. Ryan, why don't you come in here? Because you and I were talking earlier about some of these other opinions and again, NBA players using their podium and whether or not they really should be at certain times, I guess, is the is the debate.
2: Yeah. And so this kind of ties into the most recent the Michael Porter Jr. thing with him talking about how that, you know, basically COVID-19 is, oh. you know, a for a form of population control. And there was there was a lot there was a lot of backlash for that and him saying you know he doesn't believe in vaccines he's never been vaccinated, um, but he got some heat uh, of like hey you know you those are the kind of opinions those are the kind of thoughts that you need to keep to yourself. And, you know, uh, kudos to his coach. Uh, uh, Mike Malone came out and said that he wasn't going to, you know, he'd talk to him about it, but he wasn't going to tell him to, you know, keep his voice down or or keep his mouth shut. And so that just kind of, like, started getting me thinking, you know, as we're going into this bubble and, you know, players are making it a point to use their voice and use their platform for things that they feel are important uh, for society and the world, like, who's necessarily, whether it's right or wrong, who's the one that determines, what is the right message and what is the wrong message? Because in all honesty, I I, I mean, and I'm, I'm not I'm not in this camp. Let me just play the devil's advocate per se. But like there's a Yeah, you just like you, to you
0: look like stir the pot.
2: Exactly. It's 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 my <laughs> it's okay. niche and I stick in my corner. But like there's a big portion <laughs> of the population that believes exactly what Michael Porter Jr. said. So, you know, for those people, they're like, hey, great, he's speaking up for our cause. I mean, as stupid of a cause as it is. You know, and so this ties into, you know, there's a big portion of the population or bigger than we would all like that believes Kyrie when he says, you know, hey, flat earth. So like who where do you draw the line per se or should there be a line drawn at all for, you know, players using their platform or their voice for things? And where does where does, uh, you know, punishment possibly come in per se?
6: I
0: I got a big podium to get on for this one, but please jump in here first. Hold me back.
2: (laughs) I figured you would. I just saw you pull up the biggest soapbox. I
3: I think this is a time where a lot of people are just getting a mic shoved in front of them. You know, hey, what do you think? Tell us what's on your mind and you're going to get mixed results. A lot of interesting opinions out there. I like what CJ is doing with the education reform. I think that's a good uh, message on his jersey i've been liking what he has to say about voting um but you know not everyone tries to stay informed people are informed by dodgy sources you know and i think when you have a situation where everyone's like hey you need to say something what do you want to say and people like "Uh, i think the earth is flat you know or
2: does does it change your opinion any that he just kind of offered this up on his own snapchat just like kind of free of any i mean it wasn't a reporter shoving a mic in his face
3: uh no not necessarily i mean i
5: everybody's entitled to said it and, right you no know, the For retribution us, comes back in the form of reaction to those comments you can't mute their right. feelings or their speech i mean that's a basis you know we could really get off on a tangent with things <laughs> that are going on right now but right. You can't mute their platform. They need to have, hopefully, some common sense. But the retribution or the punishment, as you say, that comes back from us and our reaction to them. But sports
2: sports leagues in the past, I mean, when players have spoken out about things that they believe or voice their opinion, they've they've find or suspended players under that that fun caveat of conduct conduct detrimental to the league. So yeah, there is that have. form.
5: They have, and the there's box. a difference between, <laughs> you know, harmful speech and silly speech, and and that's got to be made. That distinction has to be made. People can go off on these flat Earth tangents, and good for them. But when you're going off on drinking Clorox to get over COVID, you've got a problem, and there's got to be I, a line. I need
2: a new
4: drink. <laughs> I, I, I can I see. Mean, there's a line department. in the yeah. law. Green. And so the reality of the situation is you can't just say whatever you want to say if it's going to harm someone. If you are invoking harm on another person, you don't, that's not, that's not part of that. There, I mean, and it is a delicate balance between that because it has to be an intimate threat, but the reality of the situation is these guys have been educated about COVID. Like, they probably have some of the best education about this they're in the only place in america that has this under control right now besides like the bubbles and happiest place on earth for them (laughs) to decide that what they've been told and they're getting to live in this magical land where they're not at harm that stings because it's like at what point can you just shut up? Like, if you <laughs> if you have list, like, and I don't want to tell people to shut up and play the game because they have just as much a right to speak out. But like these guys have been so educated about a global health pandemic. Use your education to help people. I just I'm baffled. Yeah. I, I think that's I think very we're well baffled said.
5: at the entire country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. No,
3: I agree, agree. With you. Yeah. It's a baffling time. Yeah.
5: Definitely.
1: <laughs> I I think that was very well said. I think I I don't want to mute anybody, but yeah. definitely their actions have consequences, and what they say has exactly. consequences. The thing with Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. You could see this coming. Like it, it had been long rumored that Michael Porter Jr. Kind of feels in really? this kind of direction. Yes. So that's why when. He was the guy who comes out and says this kind of thing. I wasn't necessarily shocked. I was still appalled at what he was saying and, you know, why somebody would feel a need to kind of say these kind of things. But there are some players, like Ryan was saying, like there are some people that believe this stuff. There are, you know, players in the league that believe this kind of thing and still don't go by what they have learned about COVID and like, you know, the, this amazing education that they've been giving. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really up to them, but at the same time, like they'll have consequences for it. Yeah. And I think Michael Porter is be. certainly going to see those.
2: So as far as I'm getting from you, the consensus would be is that we kind of leave the punishment up to the, uh, the court of public opinion here don't don't well, mute okay. anybody you're all allowed to your opinion and we've kind of let the general population
0: i want to i want to put a little bit of a stipulation on that and first off thank you all for having such a, a nice like well-balanced way of putting it because you saved me from having to jump up on the pedestal and, and just yell at ryan for a bit although i do, do enjoy why are you gonna yell at me
2: i'm just here to, i'm just asking questions
0: <laughs> we'll save it for blazer tag we'll save it for your pod next time man <laughs> yeah i gotta
2: get my rss feed back up after <laughs> big, big head screwed me over dude they deleted my whole library Oh, what? When they when they said, oh, oh, just real quick. Uh, yeah. yeah, this just I just found this out last week.
0: Damn, that's crazy. Anyways, wow. so go to your
2: podium. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, no. I just I I I think you guys said it very nicely, but I wanted to add one stipulation. So. Yes, you can't censor these guys. You can't take away their podium. They, they have earned that, and that is you. The whole shut up and dribble does not exist. I'm not behind that. They are allowed to have their voice. That being said, with great power comes great responsibility. You, I was if, waiting. If you're going to have. You knew it was coming. I it, knew it. If if you have this kind of podium, look. If if I say something dumb, if I say something crazy. I have less than 1,000 followers on my personal Twitter, less than 1,000 followers on Trailcasters. Please start following us. Get these out there. Get more of more these numbers up. <laughs> I, if everyone on those accounts were separate people and all tweeted their own friends, I can reach, what, at most, let's say, being generous, 5,000 people would see my dumb tweets or dumb messages. The least popular NBA player in the entire league has exponentially more reach than that. So so when they say something dumb, it just has more effect. And I gotta bring this up too. I don't know if any of you guys are a fan of um, John Oliver. He is oh, a uh, yeah. last week tonight yeah. on HBO. Watch it every great show. Yeah. Uh, great way to get uh, your news. Some of it gets pretty bleak right now. It's it's if if you are if you deal with any sort of depression like some of us out there, <laughs> it's maybe a little hard to watch sometimes. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, just being honest. Uh, he had a, a bit a couple of weeks ago talking about conspiracy theories and talking about the, the, how dangerous it is for even a small group to believe in a conspiracy theory because it keeps something alive that is damaging to even those that don't believe in it. And there's this thing, uh, if I'm trying to remember what the term was, proportionate belief is what it is. It's this impulse we have as humans uh, where if we see a big event, we have to believe there's a big cause behind it. Yeah, you know, like you, you didn't have just uh, they they talked about the JFK assassination. It's hard to believe just one gunman changed history. So we have these conspiracies about all the I mean multiple gunmen involved, this giant kind of massive conspiracy there would be. Similarly though, there was a attempt on Reagan's life that wasn't successful. And so because it wasn't this thing that changed the world, there's really no conspiracies out there about it. There's no giant diabolical plan or ideas about people saying, oh, well, there's a whole, you know, manipulative structure underneath it. Obviously, there's more reason than that. You can t- look at masks as well in the current pandemic, maybe a little more relatable.
3: You if, mean the plandemic? Uh,
0: <laughs> perfect. Yes, exactly
3: that one. Uh, did that, everybody
2: watch that, by the way?
3: No, I did not. No. Oh,
2: I, I wasted that. I wasted a good portion of my life on that. And it was, I, it was sad because... I guess I'll give them credit for good editing and filming because there was a couple times where even though I know better, I'm like,
5: Well
0: no, no,
2: that's but this wrong. This is what we're talking that's about. Wrong.
0: This is the the thing though, is you have such an ability now with the modern age of like social media and kind of the way Netflix and other services are putting products out there. There is such an easy ability for complete bullshit to get made into something that looks very official, very uh authoritative.
3: And it, was that a <laughs> duck sound.
0: <Okay. laughs> yeah, yeah, no, believe me. <laughs> hey, uh, <that's, laughs> that
2: that premises is the entire reason that I have a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the 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 pandemic doc, though, like you're talking about, it was it's it's all garbage. It's complete and it's old debunked garbage, but it looks official if you don't do your research. So that's what it comes back to with these players before we finally zoom in on blazers after talking for a half hour here, guys, thank you for just ranting with me about <laughs> this.. Uh, That's what it comes back to: is if you're going to have a platform, whether it's them making *Pandemic* on Netflix, or whether you're an NBA or any sort of other celebrity with followers or or reach on social media, this is an age where you have to be responsible with that, and and that's that's the bottom line of it to me. Let's talk some Blazers. Oh yeah, they played. Oh yeah, those guys. So they're in better shape now with Pelkins down one game. That's a good way to start. Yeah. Uh, did all of you guys watch the scrimmages these last three uh, over the last week here?
2: Sadly, uh, I a listened. I listened to the first one because I was at work, so I streamed that. But they had—you could hear the court noise twenty seconds ahead of the call. <laughs> really? So did you were. You heard the whistles, you heard the swish noises, you heard Carmelo Anthony saying, Get the f out of here, well before Travis made any indication <laughs> of any of that. Did you just earmuff me, Cassidy?
4: I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I wasn't watching the radio feed because I really wanted to know what was going on in
0: the <laughs> What do you guys think so far? We haven't really seen a full lineup, but we've seen a little bit of a glimpse of Nurk and Whiteside together. We've seen Nurk and Zach Nurk. back on the court, which has been awesome. Yeah, we can just, we've seen Nurk. We've seen Nurk on I'm both ends of the floor. We've seen Nurk fuck We're up Ibaka for a
4: while. And Zach. <laughs> yeah. And Zach. Nurk
2: back on the court is it's about the only thing that I'm like, you know what? Well, Nurk and Zach, that I'm like, you know what? Watching those guys play, seeing that they actually don't appear to have any rust. That's that's about the only thing I cared about, regardless of losses or, or level of play. I guess you could say I gave about as, as many flying craps as uh, Stotts did because if he's not doing game plans and he's not putting out playbooks and he's just rolling the ball out there and saying, hey, you guys figured out you've been playing basketball long enough, there you go. You know? Yeah.
3: He's I- got chemistry. There's people going for it, too. It wasn't just like a you know lackadaisical preseason the whole time. I mean, there was some like... My favorite play in basketball: diving out of bounds for the loose ball. It reminded you know? me of you the would, last. You couldn't imagine that would be happening in a scrimmage, but. It
2: it reminded me of the last five minutes of of the last quarter of Fan Fest,
3: where exactly. they're just going for bragging
2: where they're just going for bragging rights. But now we still forty like, to forty eight minutes left. do
3: yourself at Fan Fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. right.
4: And then I kind of I kind of question if the whole there's no game plan. We're really having fun with this is a strategy because they have never seen our lineup.
3: Totally. Yep.
4: And so it's to not be able hassle. to scout us is like great. That will give us an advantage in like the first two games. So you're saying yeah. the
0: blazes are like, you know, levels on levels on levels of the mental game here. Like, oh, oh, they're yeah. better be. <laughs> it's either that or they're just having fun. And then, yeah, that's a little the, not a little disheartening. All right, I mean, uh, I think
3: it's just impressive that he even looks like Nurk, you know. After all that time, that just in and of itself is just a pretty amazing statement. I'm not shocked by that at all. I mean, he was set to return like the day
2: after the league shut down. And right. so he's been he's been That's ready true. for fast- He's been ready for basketball since then. He has been getting worked into it. And so as soon as the league shut down, he went into the same mode as every other player in the NBA of having to figure it out on your own from home without team facilities. And so now he basically got that time to rest a little bit and then come back at the same level as everybody else who had just had three months off, three to four months off. So,
3: yeah, I guess I just expected more rest, you know, or just. You know, well, just at least the guy the way it ended with him um, before and the last time we saw him play basketball was so horrific. You I just expect like it's been so long since you've played basketball. I think that's like the big there's thing gotta be some sort of rust, you know. You, you'd be
0: worried that uh, beyond even the physical rust, you'd be worried there'd be like some sort of mental kind of fear of like, oh, last time I was out here on the court. But again, the fact yeah. that he was ready for four months now, he's ready and then some. I'm not really worried he about Nurk. He I've looked pretty, pretty excited on... right in the beginning.
3: but you know, I've been you I've been pretty stoked I'm on Nurk and Zach.
0: The guys that I'm a little more worried about, though, we saw Whiteside with the Achilles strain or whatever. Yeah. They said it was minor. Now we're hearing Dame has minor foot injuries and people are worried about the plantar fascia that he's had issue with before. Ryan, you also brought up on the uh, on the prompt on Twitter here, talking about uh, who will the Blazers miss more, Ariza or a Hood. We'll get to that in a second. But be- as far as the Blazers that are in the bubble, Steve, let's hear from you first on this. Who do you think of the Blazers that are in the bubble here? Who are you most concerned about as far as, like, if they if Dame went down? Or, or you know, we've also seen, you guys mentioned FanFest earlier. We've seen some really <laughs> good stuff and some really bad stuff from, like, Mario, from Nas, Uh, uh, from Wenyon. There's been really good moments from some of our backup guys, but I'm not even sure about our depth. So, uh, yeah, Steve, what are you most concerned with heading into our first game tomorrow?
5: I'm not really. Going into the first game, we haven't seen yet what this team can do as a group. There's no concern until halftime. (laughs) We can reassess at halftime, but right now, I'm excited about seeing this. Nurkic is coming back with more of a penchant for being an outside four. And I can see that with Whiteside. And if you can get Melo to shift over to the three and throw Dame in there, that's that's a strong group. I don't care how you look at it. This can be a scary group right now. What we saw preseason, at least what I saw, was the ability for these younger guys who aren't going to be in the regular rotation to show where they'll fit. And they showed some good things. Uh, Wenyan, say it with me, Wenyan, I love it. Wenyan! Yeah, Wen-Yin. I, I, I think he's just got an energy. You know, you watch him, you watch Trent just ripping the ball out of people's hands.
3: I uh, love Gary Trent.
5: <laughs> this, this is going to be fun to watch, I think. I don't have a concern going in. Gary
2: okay. Trent, the Wesley Matthews 2.0.
5: I'm I'm fair with the love, guys. Yeah. Believe me, I'm, oh, I'm here so. for
0: I'm here for all of the love on the players that are going well. But I I do think we we should at least be prepared for for something here. Mikey, what about you? I I know because I see your your furrowed brow over there. You're waiting to say. <laughs> well, you and I were talking earlier too about some of the tower I'm, stuff. Uh, Nurk at the four. What, what do you feel about seeing the two big? Like, can the Blazers zig while the other teams are all zagging? Yeah. Get too big out there?
1: Not loving it. I have to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the boat with you. I, yeah, like. I, um, as much as I I think you can have those two players or you can have two big men out there. Like, you know, I, I'm not averse to playing big when everybody's playing small. It just, the skill sets have to match up and I still don't feel very confident in that being the case with, uh, Nurk and Whiteside, at least defensively.
0: Hey, look, man. Nurk I mean, has hit like, two of eight threes, okay? So he's obviously a, a sharpshooter at this point.
1: I, hey, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> offense.
2: That's offense, that. not defense. <laughs>
1: yeah, even offensively, there have to be concerns there, too. Um, and I, I love having Nurk back. Nurk, I, I was at the game where the against Brooklyn, and um, Nurk was kicking ass and taking names, and absolutely, it was... <sighs> Uh, my my friend I was at the game with said it was like the worst game he's ever been to, oh
6: yeah, and the
1: Blazers won, <laughs> like it, it was it was terrible, and uh, but, so having him back is fantastic. I, I I don't want to necessarily like lead into what Brian's saying, but I guess this probably will. I think having a Riza there would be a world changer. Yes, and that would be Agreed. very very big for the Blazers and. and their ability to play small, especially playing mellow at the three, which I think is just another defensive
3: catastrophe waiting to happen.
0: It's skinny mellow, man. He, he's, he's ready for the smaller ball, he, he's ready so, to
3: move. <laughs> how have you guys liked that so far? Speaking of uh, three mellow, well, he's done
2: okay, but again, it's in meaningless games per se.
3: And
2: in broken um, lineups. In, yeah, in broken lineups. I mean, we, we haven't seen a, a quote-unquote full-strength team or or anybody that's not on miniature restrictions. But defensively, um, if you're going to play Melo at the three, there is zero way, uh, kind of with what you said, Mike, that you can play uh Nurk and Whiteside together because Whiteside has one position in the league, and that is center. Nurk can technically play power forward, but he is also a top 10 center in the league. Right. So, why are you going to take a top 10 player and move him out of position to try to placate somebody who, in my opinion, will not be on your roster again next year and lose a lot of lateral foot speed uh, for it? I mean, Whiteside, if you're going to play Nurk at the four, Whiteside, I think it was proven over the course of the season, is not good at being uh, a recovery defender. If if he can't chase a guy down for a block, he's not he's not making lateral moves. He's not he's not yeah. backpedaling to no, try to get I'll back no. on
6: defense. Yeah.
2: you know that it's the tiny things that both Nurk and Zach do on defense play into Stotts's more team defense scheme than you know and anything else. And so that's that's where I want to try to lean. I want to get it back. Stotts doesn't hang his hat on you know individual defense, especially not with this roster. And so if we can get our better team defenders out there and have that be, you know, our backcourt, then I'm fine with that. If that pisses Hassan off and he has to go pout on the bench or whatnot, and we, he, we, he's not back next year, whoopsie-daisy. Oh, well, hey, let's say it again. Team Winyon, bring him back.
1: Winyan! Yeah. yeah. And I have to say, Hassan is used to pouting on the bench during the playoffs or during, like, a playoff run anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't be that good. Sorry to say.
4: <laughs> there, there <laughs> but, to like about Hassan. there's a lot to be yeah. said about Hassan possibly being in a bubble with leaders like Dame and CJ. So oh. maybe just maybe there's that nugget of hope that maybe we'll see it. No, and like, I, got, I, got I want it so bad.
2: <laughs> we, we got burned. We were told that Dame was going to completely change Hassan's or Hassan's attitude in the yeah, beginning Hassan of the year. I mean,
0: yeah, I
2: don't think he you can put his whole attitude on no, game, but no, and I will no. say he hasn't been as outspoken yeah, well, as he's been say, in the past.
0: I thought like we um, had kind of a refined Hassan, Hassan this year. We, yeah, he, we've he hasn't only seen completely, it completely. He's been better.
2: We've only seen it in his lackadaisical body language and his lack of carrying on the court. You know, oh man, that was
0: matters. there the whole time. <laughs> 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 I, I do like what you guys are saying, though. the The real point here, both with Hassan and with Carmelo, honestly is that this? while this matters right now in the bubble, it's not necessarily going to matter for next year. It's not necessarily going to be the season uh, or the Blazers going forward. Next year, having uh, uh, Ariza and Hood both come back, that's almost kind of an ace up the sleeve, right? Because people haven't seen this team, this Blazer squad that they're going to see in the bubble. Now they're going to have to, again, adopt entirely or adapt entirely to a whole new roster. Not whole new, but, you know, kind of a a new influx next season. How about this too? Ty Delbridge? He tweeted, shout out to Ty. He tweeted earlier... By the end of next season, I think Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins will be one of the top power forward and center combinations in the entire league. So, again, moving on from White Side, moving on from Mello, and even moving on from the small forwards with the Reason Hood, what do you guys think of that future combo? We have seen them here in these scrimmages. We've seen Nurk and Zach play together. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but just uh, in detail, how do you feel about them going forward? Is this uh, a front court you want to put your faith in?
2: I love that combo. Did he say the top or
0: one of the top? One of. One of the top PFC combinations. Because I was
2: going to say, if they're going to technically reclassify Ben Simmons as a power forward, (laughs) then him and Joel Embiid, I'm going to put them at number one. But, okay, if it's one of the top, I will give it.
0: And you know, the, I love the the whole uh, positionless basketball idea of like, okay, so he's going to be a power forward, Ben Simmons, uh, but he's also going to still probably going to be the ball handler. I assume he's going to be the kind of the, the the one running the offense from power forward. Not that different from, from LeBron, but you don't label LeBron a point guard either. Uh, and then Mello too, his whole conversation with the skinny Mello thing, talking about, oh, it's positionless basketball, but yeah, I'm a three now, which is a position in basketball. So
2: well, it's yeah. also what he started off in the league until you know the game started changing,
0: but. Sure, uh, but you know, I, I'm just saying it's not positional.
2: Uh, so, what was your question? Because other than that, I'm pro Zach and pro Nurk. So, yeah, just, yay. do you see that? Do you see them
0: uh, as far as like you know, if we had Whiteside and if Mellow if mellow and Whiteside are out of the picture next year, yeah, do you see that Nurk and, uh Nurk and Collins front court? I almost said Nurkins, I guess that kind of works. Uh, oh. Do you see the Nurkins front court <laughs> as kind of a, a good future for the Blazers, like someone we can kind of anchor around, or is this more of a team like? Do you maybe say no? Zach's not going to be here two years down the line.
2: I think Zach will still be here. I actually think Mello. Uh, the more and more that he actually speaks in public, and especially during this whole quarantine pandemic and him staying in the area, I actually think he'll be back next year.
5: Really? It would not. Say it loud. It would not. And I
2: was, I was anti-Mello <laughs> all the way until like his third game here. Same. Oh, and you now really I love know. him
4: and I own all the Stay Mellow stuff and my house smells like a Stay Mellow candle. So.
2: <laughs> I think I think if you can just lock Mellow and CJ in a room together because they, they are the same like yeah. C- Mellow I mean not like on the court but like personality wise like no, Mellow they do, man. They mm-hmm. feed off CJ is Mellow 10 years younger basically so just make them become best friends uh, let Mellow
0: invest in CJ's new winery and and keep him in the area. It could work. It, I could see it. I'm not against him staying. I'm just saying, you know, if we didn't have him, we got again Ariza and Hood both waiting in the wings to play wing.
4: Uh, that's fine. Uh, Let's maybe Melo at that point. It. Load up on wings. What were you sure. going to say, Cassidy? Well, and I just Zach's footwork. Like, did he take ballroom classes during the quarantine? Is he playing DD like DDR? Like, I think that's better. Uh, more Zach, but like DDR, what a great reference! Nice. Like, <laughs> is he DDRing it? Because I no. can see him doing
6: that. <laughs> that that's I would all. Watch that live stream.
4: Well, whatever he's doing, the footwork is great, and keep it up, Zach. You're looking like you could go tap dance with Kemba Walker.
2: Oh, don't bring up Kemba Walker, who's currently going through knee issues.
4: Well, wait,
0: what happened to
2: Kemba? He's
4: also
0: a
2: uh, classic featuring
4: dancer. So that's
3: uh, why I bring. It. Wait, oh, seriously?
2: I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that.
3: But, but I've yeah, heard that before.
4: He's a Cam classically is going, trained contemporary
2: dancer. He's going through arthritic knee issues.
3: That's amazing. Wait, what kind of dancer
0: do you say, Cass?
4: He did contemporary and modern dance.
0: That's amazing. I had no idea. I'm super amazed by that. I, yeah. I, I love it.
4: It's part of why his footwork, that first step, is so quick. all that dance background.
0: Hey, and I'm here. honestly surprised you don't see more basketball players that can say they had some sort of idea with dance. Like, yeah, there's just, there's, or musicians, too. There's a hand-eye coordination uh Parallel between athletics and music and dance. So anyway. Yeah, normally they lean boxing. <laughs> well, that's just way more, that's way wow. easier and sounds way more macho to say than, oh, I love <laughs> piano or I love ballroom. Ooh,
2: dance. Uh, over under on how many NBA players that say that they do boxing for their footwork actually do dancing. Ooh,
4: do we want do that. to that. Do that awesome.
2: put that? Do we want to put that at like a third of the league for the over under <laughs> or? <laughs>
0: I mean, are you counting like if they're in there boxing, not really boxing, like if they're just in there doing drills and sparring, that counts more as dancing than boxing? Or are we going to kind of go? I that mean, direction? I'm
2: not, I'm not counting if you're putting up a 15 second TikTok video of you punching a bag, calling that boxing. <laughs> That's fair. Just saying, <laughs> when when they come back and they do their media day interviews, and they're like, "I've done I've done some boxing to help me work on my footwork and my hand eye coordination and stuff like that," you know, for their opening season interviews, like. How many of those are actually doing boxing and how many are you know they've they've been taking ballet i i
0: would i would love it if more did honestly i i that's i feel like they would be on better fundamental athletes if you had more of them in there saying like yeah i've taken a couple tap classes or or i don't know about ballet that's some different positioning but you know hey look i'm i'm a dance nerd man i i grew up in uh, a number of different fine arts between music and dance and and other things i kind of switched around in a lot of them but I definitely would credit dance as far as, you know, footwork and the rest. Anyone who's done it would probably agree. And
3: here Mike, I you're a up. dancer, yeah. right? I agree. I, I can I, see... I, Mike, he, you're Yeah, yeah. You're oh, definitely okay. a dancer, man. <laughs>
1: I get way too self-conscious. I, I need a few <laughs> drinks before I start dancing. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'd love to be. Believe me, I would love to be. And I like, I am very much with, like, contem- Kemba, like, being a contemporary dancer and modern dancer. Like, and I... I I don't know if you guys remember. Um, there was a great uh, moment in the Big East when he was going through the uh, Big East Championship, where he put this guy on skates. And yeah, his footwork has always been amazing, so it doesn't surprise me at all. I think it's, if it helps, you should absolutely do it. And you know, let's let's hope uh, it helps Zach Collins, and let's hope. That's what Zach Collins was doing during this time.
2: So I'm the awkward white guy who can only do the Macarena and the Funky Chicken. So am I limited to <laughs> chess <laughs> as you're, a professional sport?
5: What's a sixty-year-old white guy? All right, Ryan. Let's. My... <laughs> What's that, Steve? I said I'm the sixty-year-old white guy. You are two dances ahead of me, Ryan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, so there we go. I want to see Steve and Ryan uh, comparing crossovers at some point. Let's get like a video stream going. I'm literally coming
2: off a broken
0: ankle. I'm not. (laughs) Oh, right now.
5: Tomorrow, uh, 10 o'clock, I'll be there. (laughs) I'm recovering from a broken ankle.
0: Steve looking for the competitive advantage up here. We, we hit on this a little bit last week uh, with our other guests. I'm not going to try and go through the names because I can't keep it all straight right now. But we are seeing the, the start of the jerseys here for the uh, the the return of the NBA. Uh, and the protesters is what I kind of want to focus on. I was a little... Uh, I was kind of asking the questions last week about why can the NBA not put names on the jerseys of victims like we have seen in MLS and we've seen in the WNBA. WNBA. uh at the same time, I also understand that there's this Pandora's box that the NBA kind of uh, trip themselves into here, where if they if they just let you put anything on the jerseys, you get all sorts of messages from all sorts of different perspectives, and that dilutes any sort of focus this was supposed to kind of give for the the issues that are being pushed forward. Uh, where are you guys out on the jerseys? Uh, where uh, we know some of the Blazers' choices out here too. If there's anything that stands out for you guys, that you want to kind of pump up. Uh, yeah, so what, what's your latest? Where are you at with the uh, the protesters uh, and what the NBA uh, is allowing?
2: Stupid, stupid question first.
0: Uh, does Nike
2: do the WNBA jerseys as well? Does oh, anybody know? Geez, I got to believe yes.
6: That. I got to uh, believe. Uh,
2: because as far as I know, uh, one of the big stipulations was that the players all originally just submitted – what they wanted on the back of their jerseys and a lot of those requests were denied because they were over 16 characters and that's including the spaces and that's the limit that nike had put on their jerseys so whatever your social message was had to be under 16 characters with spaces
6: but
0: then there's going to be some that were rejected for other reasons, too. It wasn't just that these correct. guys couldn't keep the message correct. 16. Correct.
2: And, and, and my my belief is that when the players originally submitted what they wanted is that the league basically took all, you know, what? 380... 28? 88 players that are in the bubble? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically took, like, the top 20 and said, here are the ones that fit our criteria, here are the most submitted, here's yeah. our list. I, I as far as I know it wasn't necessary it is but it isn't a form of censorship on on social justice messaging yeah, right. or or political messaging it still kind of is but they they limited it based off quote unquote what was the most popular is and that's as far as I know um, if that's the case I guess I can kind of see it I can kind of understand it you know they're already paying out 150 million dollars to their TV partner to make this work, which still baffles me because their TV partner has just as much skin in the game in this. But, um, you know, if you can (laughs) kind of, you can kind of limit costs by having them, you know, we just saw in the, in the jazz Pelicans game, there was, uh, eight people on the court at one point in time that had the name of peace on the back of their Jersey. So I guess if you can save money on lettering, still got to think of it like a business, but that's my take on it.
4: And it, I was under the impression they couldn't put names because they didn't get permissions from families, but the WNBA did. Those players That's individually true. reached out to families in the WNBA, and they got permission from oh, Brianna Taylor's family, and the, oh. all of the donations that they're making are to organizations that her mother has approved of.
0: But I have a hard so, time thinking that the family wouldn't approve like if, if if CJ McCollum came and said, Hey, I want to put Brianna Taylor on the jersey, they're not gonna say no to that, you wouldn't think.
4: But, but they he, didn't make that
0: connection. They didn't yeah, exactly the players was-
4: association is the thing that makes the most difference. Yeah. And so I think from the WNBA's players' association point of view, they weren't gonna play unless things were right.
0: See, them. there you go. That's a good point too, is the players. And those put their are foot people who this.
4: couldn't afford to not play. Yeah, so, I mean
0: Sabrina Enescu, you know,
2: top draft pick, What? what I mean she's got to go live in New York if it wasn't for a Nike shoe deal, she was going to be making what $68,000 before any of this stuff oh hit. You're I mean that's I'm not going to lie, that's me and ridiculous. my wife, me and my wife make more than that as combined household income and there is zero way shape or form that we cannot not yeah. live in the slums or Gelidon, anywhere other than the slums yeah. in New York. Right, right, right reigning
4: MVP and making 115 like thousand, yeah, yeah. Not mil- no millions. Here.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, is she
0: did did that did that
2: end their, up getting settled? Their
4: team is paying that right. amount. Okay. The because they got not. called
0: out. They weren't going to. No, but.
4: the league. They there's iffy things. The league was always not going to do it. The right. team apparently had expressed that they were willing to pay that.
6: Okay.
0: Okay. They well. want to
4: keep her happy because you don't want to <laughs> lose her. Yeah.
0: yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, you would yeah, think the league would uh, <laughs> want to keep her happy as well, but hey, whatever. You'd think. <laughs> it is weird though that the the WNBA seems to have gotten this permission, and good for them for reaching out. But well, the idea I, that
5: I just found an article here from that goes back a couple weeks, but they specifically re- address it. They say the Players Association, N- NBA Players Association, is leaning towards not placing names of specific victims of police brutality on players jerseys out of respect for the family.
4: They didn't reach out. So oh, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> that, well, that's like well, the, the Well, reason.
2: there's a double-edged sword there. So I I can kind of see that. Like if and this isn't to diminish any of these families, but if you put Brianna's Taylor Brianna Taylor's name on the back of your jersey and that and that's what you choose to do, does that does that diminish George Floyd and exactly. and, vice, exactly. and vice and vice versa? And they
5: address that a little further in the statement. They said uh, they were trying to handle it as delicately as possible and not cause any additional harm to families of victims. If someone is accidentally left out, or I, if a family had a preference for a player they wanted,
0: I hear you. But watch. again, is this to me? This echoes in a way, similar to what we heard the Knicks, uh, Jim Dolan say about the whole racism issue where he's like, hey, we just, we shouldn't speak about this any more than other people, because it's basically coming down to this idea of, like, I, I, okay, I do understand that they don't want to leave, oh, gosh, hold on, one second, computer, my dog, my dog, uh, my, my lovely wife just came in and my dogs are crazy idiots, and one of them tripped over the, the modem cable, and Almost brought the computer down, but that's okay.
2: No, well, by the <laughs> thank way, thank you, Abby. Uh,
0: thank you so much.
2: <laughs> by the way, you have to leave that podcasting rules say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what were we saying here? Uh, this this seems to me it echoes what we heard from the Knicks. Uh, when the whole social justice issues about around racism came up, where they basically said, we don't have more of a right to speak on this than other people. I understand the NBA statement, like you're saying, Steve, was basically, oh, we don't want to disrespect certain families by not putting their names on, uh, on the jerseys. That does make sense. But when you have a platform, just like we spoke earlier with, with people using their platform responsibly, when you have a platform like the NBA, and a subsidiary of the NBA, the WNBA, has gotten permission... Let alone other leagues. We've seen the same or similar shows of uh, of, of expression in the MLS or sorry, yeah, uh, in major league soccer. Mm-hmm. It seems crazy to me that the NBA missed this kind of opportunity. That's what it is. They missed an opportunity. Oh, and here I'm not saying right,
5: wrong. wrong or otherwise. That yeah. was their rationale.
0: Right. Yeah. But
5: I agree, you know, you've got other leagues doing it. Sometimes it's boils down to a lack of imagination. I hate to say it. You know, somebody, yeah, somebody saw the path, path of least resistance. Yeah. Issue clothes.
4: I am pro these jerseys. I want to make that clear. Like, there's a kid I see skateboarding in my neighborhood every single day. He's been wearing the same Damian Lillard jersey since it did not fit him and it was down past his knees. (laughs) And we're now like five years into this. And the first day that they announced that, he had masking tape on the back of his jersey that just said, How many more? Dude, right on burst into tears because that kid knew that his hero was standing up for him
0: shout out to that kid man
4: so shout out to his parents
2: too for raising him right
4: yeah i mean the kid and you could see the pride in his face that day when he was riding that he was so happy that his hero was standing up for kids like him
0: hell yeah and it
4: it was it was impactful for sure
0: that's awesome that's very... That rules. So, yeah, there, there you go. You could have real impact these jerseys when you do it right. Uh, maybe the NBA missed the boat or missed their kind of target a little bit on this. Uh, but, you know, better, better they're doing something than nothing. We'll see same how this goes. the same point
2: in time, they, they also, um, you know, uh, we saw tonight in the both the opening games, um, all the teams kneeled. They all yep, locked yep. arms. Um, and in every single scrimmage game and... And now both the regular games, the logo outside of the NBA logo that is most prominent is the Black Lives Matter in the back of the court. So uh, I will say that, yes, they at least dropped the ball as far as the jersey names are concerned. But I think the NBA is is doing their damnedest to, you know, I mean, especially uh, Adam Silver had to come out with his comment immediately after the start of the Jazz Pelicans game saying, you know, yeah, we, you know, we issued a ruling about kneeling and respecting, you know, our standing policy, but we're not going to enforce it. We're not going to, we're yeah. not going to change the rule, but, uh, you know,
0: good for him, who- man. There's nothing whoopsie, wrong with that.
2: Whoopsie. Nobody's getting fined.
0: Yeah. Respect the moment. Yeah. so yeah, I'm good with that. We'll leave it there uh, for now on the jerseys. I'm sure we'll talk about this more as it goes on. Let's talk about the future of the NBA. We have heard discussions about the effectiveness of this bubble, as well as Michelle Roberts of the Players Association, she said that we might need uh, it might be unavoidable to have a bubble in the 2021 season. No. So we're talking, uh, Amin Alasan was on a number of programs on the ESPN talking about how it might not even be one bubble, but, but you might kind of do what, uh, kind of take a uh, take a page from the NFL as far as having kind of regional schedules and make multiple bubbles. You could have like a, a Vegas an- bubble, a, mag- a Disney NFL. Bubble. NFL is not doing regional. NFL no, is no, no. still... The, the NFL is not, but the idea that this... Is, uh, sorry, you're right, not NFL. NC College football. College football has more of a regional schedule structure. And conference. so, I mean... Yes, yeah. yeah, so, I Amin mean was just saying if they needed bubbles in the future, you could do multiple bubbles in different cities uh, similar to that kind of regional structure. You just need to change things in the NBA structure. And honestly, maybe that leads us towards the idea of doing a 1-16 through 16 instead of an East and West conference eventually. Not a bad thing. But, uh... What do you guys think as far as just the idea of a bubble for the 2021 season? How bad is this? (laughs) What is your what is your first reaction from the possibility?
1: I yeah, I I just think you do whatever you have to do. Like that's pretty much the long and short of it. Like if it's not safe to have games or, or go back to that, if they feel like there's some possible like, you know, Adverse conditions and, you know, cases are still going up and everything like that. Like, I I don't know. I focus on the NBA draft. College basketball and high school basketball, to me, it does not look good. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Nothing in
2: college looks great now. Yeah.
4: I kind of question, like, if we still have not, like, if we're in the same spot, As we are now in this country, as a league, could you say, okay, no, like like, we're not going to deal with this until we've dealt with this everywhere else? Because we've now been dealing with this within a bubble. Like, deal with yourself if you want sports.
0: Okay. Deal with the country
4: if you want sports. So you're you're saying use
0: the podium, like use the podium Uh, of sports to say don't come back. I just, I
4: don't
1: think the league will do it. I I, don't think so either. I can't remember. to me, I was at money. a point where I was wondering mm-hmm. if the mm-hmm. bubble, like this whole bubble that they're doing right now, was a good idea. Like I was just like, "Call this. Oh, it's not. It's not yeah. the best idea. It's, it's, it's what we're going
0: to no. do to balance. <laughs> yeah. It's what we do to balance capitalism and the need to make money and all this with the <laughs> idea of being safe. But it's no. It's, it simply is not the best idea to be coming back right now. It's what. We, yeah. It's ah, stop, man. I, um, I, I, it's I insane. Can't. I
2: can't find the quote, but there was a, a major league baseball player that before they got their season underway um, during one of the exhibition games, he was asked a question and he had basically said, you know, uh, America hasn't earned the right uh, yet right. to have live sports.
0: I know. What you're you talking, know. I know which quote you're talking about. Uh, it was yeah. uh, he said he, he I think it was even someone yeah. else's quote that he, he went for. But. He said, sports are the reward for a functioning society. Is that what you're thinking of? Is that the right one? Yeah,
2: yeah, it was along those lines. And uh, so while I agree that the almighty American dollar that is becoming less and less meaningful the more <laughs> money we print out um, nope. it is the ultimate thing, I don't think that the NBA will necessarily do bubbles uh, to start next season.
0: Uh, You think they would instead suspend? uh,
2: No, no. There is zero zero chance that we don't see tip-off by
0: Christmas of this year. Zero chance? You're going to say there's zero chance that the 2021 season doesn't start by Christmas?
2: I have two children. I will offer up a sacrifice on that (laughs) bet. <laughs> Look, we we'll, we'll You're just you're yeah. sick
0: of your kids right now in the pandemic. You're just trying to get them out of your house anyway. We know what's going Damn on. Damn straight. I'm tired of seeing them. am tired
2: tar- if you guys want to handle their online learning, that is fine by me. <laughs> but but no, there is zero way that the NBA does not tip off some form of basketball by by Christmas. Um uh going down the bubble route that they are currently holding the rest of this season that is that will not be feasible because also at the same point in time, you are not going to get 400 NBA players to lock themselves in for an 82 game season. It, uh, that is, that is just not happening. Um, the, the closest you could probably get is if you want to go about the NHL kind of route where they do an Eastern conference and a Western conference bubble and you don't interact and you're just going conference only games, but at that point in time, you're looking at probably a loss of about 20
3: to 30 games a season. So,
6: Can you gonna... imagine
3: only playing Western Conference teams? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it would be like having two different leagues, man. Side, side, yeah. side
2: note, if you had to play only conference teams and with the current conference layout in a pandemic— how long until you finally get the conference realignment that all of us basketball fans have been yelling about? Because <laughs> as the Blazers, One, two, you will have to fly down to Oklahoma city. How many times? And <laughs> right. they will have to fly all the way across the country to you. How many times? I'm just saying, uh, the, uh, the most impacted, if there is a season next year, the most impacted it will be is that there is no fans. I do not foresee fans being involved in any form of a sporting event in the North American continent because, you know, God bless Europe and New Zealand, <laughs> you know, the people who did it right, um, until... I mean, what am I going to do it, about my season it, tickets, man? Until, uh, you know, just complain about the fact that they keep saying it's postponed and say, bitch, right. it's canceled.
6: <laughs>
2: but there will, not be, be there will not be fans in in a stadium or an arena or in any way, shape, or form outside of the state of Texas or Florida uh, until <laughs> until 2022.
0: That's yeah, my take. You're probably not wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyone disagree? Yeah. Anyone want to Anyone want to object to that? All right, that's no, on. I think, I think there still, still is a
1: small chance of the league not happening if things get worse. Yeah, I don't. I don't
4: think these players want to go back into a bubble again.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you so you think for a whole season?
4: Like a
1: whole season of of a bubble would just be really really hard.
4: game is not leaving that adorable child for that long. It's not happening.
3: No, it would be.
0: You would definitely. I think a lot more players have to bow out.
3: What's up, Justin? Well, all, all I know is this must be the perfect time to expand and bring a team back to Seattle. Hey, there we
4: Co-Hart. go. Bring back <laughs> the Grizzlies before that. If we're going to get a I mean, Canadian in the room, hey,
1: I'm if, if, i'm, I'm a
5: traitor but i'm sitting here in my sonic shorts tonight oh, so, so, yeah. so uh, there you are how I, dare I, you i, I got a question i got a question for our
2: local cia member because i read his twitter header oh um <laughs> uh, Kra- kraken yes or no i like it what's
1: kraken oh, yeah. i like it oh yeah Have not heard about this kidding. yet
2: yeah yeah no Let's no I'm, I'm just kidding, kidding.
1: <laughs> I don't really care about hockey. Kidding. At all. What's cracking? Neither uh, do I. But I, that, lo- I, that, was that logo is fire. I was digging the name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think I, I think it's cool. I think it's better than uh, the Washington crackhead? football team. <laughs> right. No.
4: Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Branding saying, of
4: crackheads is a problem.
6: Yeah. No. Yeah, no
2: that's crackhead. a problem.
4: No. Indeed. That
2: arena needs to be nicknamed the Crack House. The fan section yeah, being the crack. That's so dead.
4: problematic. It
2: is, but there are so many other
4: there are so many other
2: worse problematic things in the country than just calling their arena the crack house.
4: But but why just continue it? Why continue things when you can put an end to it? Because I'm a horrible
1: human being. Yeah, no,
4: absolutely not. I didn't didn't know about the the crack
1: house stuff, but I I thought the Kraken's name I don't know just I I, artwork everything it looked the the top two nicknames
2: the top two nicknames we've heard about is
0: the crack house and the crack den. And also the crackhead, crack- like you you know which way
2: the
1: yeah fans they have crackhead
4: T-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I Stop
0: it. that I didn't
4: know about.
1: But, all right, you know, uh, what, yeah. let me just one one we'll related see, we'll, topic. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> one related a- topic
0: <laughs> on this before we move on. What what's the latest on the uh, on the Washington football team? Uh, their whole name change. Does that happened. Is is it official?
1: It's. I think it's yeah, officially they, the Washington football team. Like, yeah, they're you know, they out with, the, with that. That's They're like, going. Wow. <laughs> they playing out the
2: season. That's just giving up. They're right
5: Washington football team until they make a decision. That's so pouty, yeah. man. That's like a little kid. That's a child. Uh, so FC Washington. What the hell?
4: I kind of love it because it's all those people who don't understand sports. That's already how they cheer. So it's just like us uh. sca- Like my husband <laughs> is going to be so funny with them. I'm really looking. And also, it's kind
3: of like they don't get a real name.
4: Yeah, people yeah, deserve go. it. Yeah.
3: Also, yeah. It's, it's the way that a lot of uh, a lot of people that have
0: protested calling them by the, the racist name, uh, the way they've protested that has been calling them the Washington football team. So it's kind of nice, like, Just Desserts to get that to be the official name now, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, let's tie yeah, it back I'm to Blankens here. And once again, guys, thanks so much for your time. been really great having you all for, oh my god, almost an hour and a half on here. Uh... <laughs> I asked you earlier what you were concerned about with the Blazers, whether it was Dame's foot, uh, Whiteside, the depth of the team, and it sounded like overall no one was really that concerned, which is, hey, great, I'm happy to hear it. But now I want you to tell me what gives you confidence about the Blazers' Getting this uh, the, this this play-in uh, little series with Memphis in the end it, by staying close enough, and then getting into the, uh, against the Lakers in the first round, taking down the Lakers in the first round, moving on to the second pass. There we'll see how it goes. What gives you confidence? What makes you feel best about the Blazers right now? And don't just say Nurk. That's the easy answer.
2: I don't think they're gonna get into a play-in thing with the uh, Grizzlies. I think
4: you don't they'll ever get
2: there. I think they'll overtake them. Oh, I, nice save! Nice turnaround! I like it. I, I, well, I mean, so, so in the regards that most people are talking about the plan, I don't think that the Blazers will come into
0: it in ninth place. I think they'll come into it in eighth place and have to win a game. Even with all the schedule stuff, you don't, you don't think they're gonna have a a trouble.
2: My biggest pet peeve so far has been the fact that everyone's been talking about like, oh, hey, well, you know, the Blazers play mostly playoff teams. Hey, guess what? like 83% of the teams that are in the bubble are playoff teams.
0: So what, I mean, it, I'm, I'm just saying I, we went from the, like one of the easiest schedules left to the fifth hardest schedule in the bubble, man. That That's a huge difference. And it, it certainly is a hill that we have to be climbing here. I'm cool with it. If you think no, we can climb it, I'm yeah, cool with it.
2: Yeah. But when you're talking about that difficulty of schedule, the, the rungs of the ladder between the blazers difficulty, the Pelicans difficulty Memphis's difficulty are like mouse steps. Good they are point. they they are not giant leaps because again, we're twenty-two teams deep. Nobody gives a flying fuck about the Wizards. They're not gonna do a <laughs> damn thing. Yeah. Nobody recognizes yeah. the Nets outside of Karis Laherd oh, because Nets. he's the only he's the only starter. So if you're not playing either of those two teams like every other day, then your schedule's basically against a playoff team. So it, it is what it is like. Yeah, the Blazers may okay. play more higher seated playoff teams. But again, uh, what level of caring are the Lakers going to right. be having? What level of the, caring are the Clippers going to be having? What level of carrying are the Celtics going to be having, especially now with Kemba going through his knee issues? Like, are, are these teams like there's no home court advantage?
3: se like how much is that gonna matter
2: yeah your home court advantage is that your team got to pack their own court and you get a play on it but (laughs) you don't get that benefit of fans you don't get that benefit of of, of and that's gonna matter to the younger
3: players you don't think that those fans are you know yeah those virtual virtual fans fans? are
2: creepy as (gasps) i don't want to say why are they so big why are they so gigantic? That is, like, the world's biggest uncanny valley thing I have ever seen. And, like, in the opening segment, they scrolled past four people who were holding up, like, Michelob Ultras. And I'm like, what the heck? But, but no, so I'm just, you know, yes, we may be playing a more difficult schedule, but that just means we have more higher-ended playoff teams. And, again, what level of caring are they going to have?
1: I feel like you make a great point in that, pretty much everybody is playing a playoff team most nights. You know, there are only 22 teams. Unless the Suns are on your schedule. Exactly. That's. I think everybody was hoping if they got, like, a Suns, Wizards, and then six other games, like, that would be the, the way to go. But um, I think that the reason I'm a little confident in the Blazers, I, I think them overtaking the Grizzlies is, is not something that I would be sold on at all. I uh, just, I don't think there are enough games to do it. Um, and I, I think the Grizzlies are going to be playing for their lives and playing well also. But uh, you
2: don't, do you, do you give any credence to the fact that the Blazers are the more veteran uh, laden team and the Grizzlies are a little more younger? So like them, them playing for it is not necessarily like Stotts has already said that. They had we're tons of injuries too, man.
1: Yeah. They have tons of injuries too. Yeah. I, I, and, I guess the, the last... Uh, thing I did, or the last NBA game I I got to go to before all of this happened was in Memphis, because I have a friend who's working for the Grizzlies, so Mm -hmm. I have maybe some skin in the game there, but I, of course, am rooting for the Blazers. Traitor. um, But, yeah. um, I got, yeah. I I think the Grizzlies just have have a great team, and it's just the way that things worked out. it, It seems like they have the edge as far as that's concerned. Where I like the Blazers... And where I'm confident about the Blazers, they have the best player. I, I think that's something that you can lean on. They have the best player out of any. Oh yeah. They're fighting for. The Can't last. argue that. I have so no that, confidence in them beating the Lakers. By the way, but Ooh, um, I, I disagree.
2: Do, uh, disagree totally.
1: <laughs> but uh, hey, I, I, I'm trying to, I guess, give my that like of hope people. here. But, get some hope. Um, <laughs> I, I I think the the Blazers. They have the element of surprise. They had all the injuries. They have Nurk back, and they have the best player, and they have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum like fighting for their lives. You just hope it, it's like uh, against Oklahoma City and Denver last year when and
2: Hall guys... of Famer Carmelo Anthony, who has never had career success per se, and so why not? But... <laughs> why not? Why not have Skinny Mello say, "Hey, hashtag Bubble Life. Let's win me a ring.
1: Let's, let's... get an eight seed." We're all that's getting
4: asterisk tattoos, right? <laughs> when we win, that's
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Wow, that's the I haven't heard of the well, ones you have. that's such a great idea—an
2: asterisk, well, asterisk, asterisk tattoo. Yeah, I mean, I just right on the wrist.
4: Just well, I don't care where it is, but you're getting a Blazers oh. logo with an asterisk. That's what's happening. If you're gonna
5: get that that's tattoo, right. you In gotta the get the logo like with an asterisk. The pinwheel. I see the asterisk. I'm, okay, I'm
4: down. I,
5: I already have <laughs> the
2: Blazers logo. Know? I I already got the pinwheel asterisk. on the calf. So now, uh, do I put the asterisk by it or do?
4: You can put 77, asterisks, and then just keep on adding as we keep on
3: winning.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I love it.
6: Uh, sure. All right. Um, Wait, let's, hashtag
3: Twitters.
0: A pack here among the six of us. I'm sure Ty will get in two to make it seven because that's the, the better Blazers number.
2: Someone uh, else
4: started this pack on Twitter, too. I don't I want, know who I want it this was. But let's do it.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm also, Mike, uh, What what's a Blazers record after eight games?
1: Ooh. I'm going to go. I, I'm saying five and three, man. I'm sorry. Five, five I'm and three? Five. All right. But, but so you're
0: saying five and three? You don't think it's good enough to get that that play with Memphis?
1: I think I think it's good enough to possibly get the play in with Memphis. Okay. I don't think it's good enough to pass Memphis for eight.
4: Well, i I want to mm, I want to say six and two, really bad. And I just you
2: believe that with your heart.
4: I I do not. <laughs> you want I want to believe it with my heart, and like give we've the, learned that that's heart. very powerful lately. Um, but I think. Gary Trent Jr.'s defense is the key in a go. lot of ways for me. And I know Damien's going to be amazing because he's Damien <laughs> Lillard. Like, I don't Same have any time. questions about that. I think <laughs> Gary Trent Jr.'s defense is so <laughs> key. Like, I just, and he's my fashion Agreed. icon, so I mean, it would all come together for me if that could just be the key and I just I believe in this team and I believe that anybody is going to win a summer camp championship (laughs) it is the team with the best chemistry in the team that threw that birthday party for Damian Lillard saying we're not here to mess around I didn't leave my family to not play for a championship and you know what I never doubt Damian (laughs) Lillard ever I All don't right. doubt him. Amen, right.
0: preacher Cass over here.
4: Uh,
3: I don't know about the record. I think I definitely agree with Cassidy about Gary Trent Jr. Um, He's just seeing seeing his fire going down there and ripping balls out of hands and you know that just time. getting so fired up in scrimmages. You know, uh, we, need know that we need a that's number. We need a number, man. That's gonna carry over. Uh, I'm gonna say six and two. Yeah, there um, it is. I do, there it is. I, I do you think that they they can do it? I think they, um, you know, I, I again, I don't think Dame is going to let that happen. Uh, and I, I don't think that they're there to, you know, waste their fucking time. All, All right. right. Well, there's to it.
0: Steve, I, I, I dare you, Steve, to go uh, say that the Blazers are going to go four and four. I dare you.
3: We will what hang if, up on what you. If,
5: what if I said eight and no. no, oh? Oh, no, there you no, go. No. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Then I, uh, I want whatever you're drinking. I'm, yes. <laughs>
5: hell, I want more of that. I'm yeah. Uh, I'm a strong five and three, light six and two.
0: Yeah. That, that that's uh, pretty much uh, where I'm at.
5: Yeah. That oh. I mean I can see six and two coming out of the schedule, and I can see this team doing it. It wouldn't surprise me a bit.
0: I would. I would love to see. Uh, Six and two. I think it is within the realm of possibility, but I, I think that's. I guess the real way it sounds like what we're all feeling here is anything less than five and three is kind of disappointment from what we're expecting. Yeah. Uh, but no one's thinking yeah. these guys are gonna. Four and four like is a waste. Yeah, four and, four and four is wasting Dame's fucking time, like he said.
2: So uh, my my actual, you know, I spent. A good solid 15 hours going down, breaking down the schedule, watching game film, watching game tape. Uh, you know, I, I went through all the X's and O's. Oh, here uh, we go.
3: Drum
2: I'm going to give him a seven and one. There we go. Nice. Oh, but, here comes the end of the Seven and
0: it's, one?
2: It's the come from behind seven and one because I don't think they win against Memphis tomorrow.
0: Oh, my God. Are you really going to set us up with that? You're going to set us up saying they lose to Memphis, the most critical game of the whole eight-game schedule. <laughs> exactly. And then we, we are
5: not losing you. to a game back. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not th- first game.
2: It is the most Portland thing ever. No. <laughs> is it not? No. Oh my God. They drop tomorrow's game.
6: so no. they
2: fall. So they fall a full, what would that be? Four and a half. A full four, four and a half games back. And have to make up the ground. But keep in mind, I am also saying that I believe that they will overtake the A.C. And so they will Ryan. drop it tomorrow. <sighs> they will drop it tomorrow. And then Damian Lillard will rip everyone a new <laughs> asshole. And they, will, and they will come out playing like the 1992 freaking dream team
0: so from there say, on out. You're saying Ryan Witty here on the Trailcasters is saying that we are going to lose the game tomorrow against Memphis. And then we're going to come back on such a streak that Dame is going to get like finals MVP at this rate. He's, we're just gonna light it up, light it up all the way to the end are you gonna go with it you mean end by holding a trophy yeah yeah how far are you
2: going with this ryan <laughs> i mean if i'm
0: if i'm in a dream i'm gonna <laughs> dream big but <laughs> there you go that's what i'm saying all right guys all we've been long. going forever here and you're all amazing for it uh ryan any other sports bets uh or angles that you want to throw in here before we get get out
2: Nope. Nope. That's all I got. Uh, if I'm going to plug my own shit, it's going to be that. Please everybody for the life of me, uh, subscribe to the new channel. I will have a new episode dropping tomorrow. I interviewed Dia Miller of uh switch switch cultures and uh blazer's edge last week. Uh, I will be getting that episode up tonight. That'll be available tomorrow. So right after you're done listening to this, go and find that. And then please resubscribe to my channel because I have to start all over again. Yo
0: bro, you just, you just pumped your whole pod, but you didn't see the name of the pod blazer tag podcast there we go yeah get that in there man we gotta get this complete i mean i guess i would be covering you either way but yes yeah. please go and support blazer tag get get all that back built up and man screw fathead that sucks
2: big heads media
0: big heads excuse me i knew it was one of those yeah. yeah i don't I ha- work with them yeah <laughs> uh ryan yeah thank you so much for that cassidy as well uh from uh, let me just go around here from Blazers. what uh thank you as well and, and uh what, what what am I forgetting here? Besides Blazers What, it was the...
4: What is on hiatus right now? So the only thing I ask you to do is wear a mask and get WNBA League Pass because it's 16.99 99 and some of the best basketball of your life.
6: Yes.
0: Here, here. Justin, thank you so much for coming, man. Been really good having Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I, I just got to throw this in here, too. I know we kind of mentioned backgrounds earlier, but this... this what Move your head real quick. What is this? We got... Is it Trill... Yeah, trill, the, the Trailblazers, like uh basketball court as a air hockey table that's amazing i love it <laughs> it's got like an 80s vibe yeah it's beautiful you're you're an amazing person thank you so much for coming sir mikey uh, from yeah. viseland
1: uh viseland podcast my brother jason Weisenberg, and i you can follow it at viseland v i s e l a n d um the actually our most popular episode is the 10 defining blazers moments
0: i was gonna say damn i should have cut you off there i was gonna say the best episode you guys had man the the 10 blazer moments was amazing uh and the one right before that what was the one right before that episode too because i was just cracking up i i think you guys did uh the 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 10 worst mvps or something like that yeah yeah we did god that's so good
1: all stars um but the thing that we're we've been doing is uh, the NBA draft and giving it context and historical perspective and just kind of delving into the prospects because that's what I've been doing for all of these years and had the opportunity to see a lot of these players as prospects. So yeah, tune into Viseland. My brother and I are just having a really good time and hopefully we'll bring on guests in the future. Um, oh, you better. I want on. Our, our, I want to get in there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! <laughs>
2: absolutely, selfless, yeah. self-promotion. Absolutely,
1: most definitely. And love Steve, Masters. thank you so much for having me on, Keith. Absolutely, it's man. No.
0: as well. I always love having you. And and Steve, one more before we get out of here. Uh, not only the blazer collector i guess you're also collecting sonic stuff how dare you wear your <laughs> sonic shorts on this blazer pod it's <laughs> a long story
5: we'll get into it sometime
0: no you're, you're good man <laughs> i love all your stories all the all the memorabilia all the uh antiquities that go with it always good to have you on the show I uh,
5: appreciate you guys having
0: me. all right guys thank you all so much you've thank all been wonderful you. we'll we'll uh let's nice see you guys all right we'll talk soon
5: cool. okay.
0: <laughs> just censor Ryan out of the pod <laughs> take him out Get, silence his mic, cut him off
4: I had COVID and I'm one of the what they call long haulers <laughs> so I just finished my um, getting like my heart studied and my brain studied I'm oh, having wow. a bunch of issues and um, so going through it but uh, hopefully I'm on day like 134 so I'm hoping eventually I won't be dizzy and I can breathe again, but I'm on, like, four inhalers and all sorts of stuff. Oh. And it's, it's oh, a man. weird journey. I'm just do like, twice a week now. But okay. I'm hoping they figure it all out. But I know it could be a lot worse. So well, I'm lucky yeah. I made it. So <laughs> I,
1: I'm really happy you made it. That's-
4: <laughs> couldn't breathe and stuff. And they were like, if you can get a breath in every 60 seconds, don't come in. It's probably more dangerous until we have protocols. Yeah. Oh and damn. they couldn't test me. And so I went through... It's been a weird battle.
2: Yeah, that, that's what he told me. But, you know, apparently studies have shown that people with, like, O-negative blood type, they're they're less likely to get it. people that are... I'm
4: O-negative. O- <laughs> oh, dang it.
3: Oh, yeah. oh, but, yeah, uh, this, this shit has had me stressed, okay? <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Funny thing is, like, I had actually taking some paid time off the week that they that everything kind of blew up but like, oh, shit. Was, uh, because my birthday is march 19th oh. and that, oh, that week i was like i'm taking that week off you know like i had been working a lot and i was like all right i can't wait for this and i was like day one
6: <laughs> we're talking about the first game this will be up on sunday right
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
6: <laughs> no.